Hi, my name is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast of the New Testament. I'll be using as the text the King James Version, along with the Joseph Smith Translation. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort's been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. I'll also be using quotes from general authorities of the Church, the Apostles and Prophets, and BYU professors and others, and uh, every word out of the Scriptures themselves. So if you're ready for a really detailed analysis of the New Testament, you've come to the right place. Welcome. Hi, welcome back. This is going to be for John chapter 14. Remember that we are now um, probably still Wednesday evening, uh, if John's record is correct. So let's go ahead and begin. Verse 1, Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In other words, don't take counsel from fear. In my father's house, Joseph Smith said, house here named should have been translated kingdom. Are many mansions, if it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. There are mansions for those who obey a celestial law, and there are other mansions for those who come short of the law, every man in his own order. That was Joseph Smith. Verse 3, And when I go, I will prepare a place for you, and come again, and receive you unto myself, that where I am ye may be also. And whither I go ye know, and the way ye know. Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. If ye had known me, ye should have known my Father also, and from henceforth ye know him, and have seen him. Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. Jesus saith unto him, Have I been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, Show us the Father? Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he he doeth the works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very works' sake. When Jesus ministered in this world, he looked like the Father would have looked, and he said what the Father would have said, and he did what the Father would have done. As Elder Romney has taught, Jesus in his mortal ministry, being, as Paul said, the express image of his Father's person, was a true and complete revelation of the person and nature of God. This he confirmed to Philip when he said, He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. Verse 12, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do. How can we do greater works than what Jesus did? That's an interesting question. Are the disciples to surpass the mighty miracles of their Lord? Yes, in eternity. No ministry shall ever equal his on earth, but that ministry was only a small foretaste of the miraculous powers to be wielded by all the faithful in the oncoming ages yet to be. That's by Bruce R. McConkie. Because I go unto my Father. These sayings taken in connection make it very plain that the greater works which those that believed on his name were to do were to be done in eternity where he was going and where they should behold his glory. In other words, we will be creating worlds without number, creating uh, spirit children as well. Those are the mighty miracles that he's talking about, greater works than the ones that he did in mortality. Verse 13, And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. The Father and the Son dwell in each other in that they both think the same thoughts, say the same words, and do the same acts. That's Elder McConkie. If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. If ye love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. And that other comforter is Jesus. Verse 17, Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you, and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless, I will come to you. 
I will come to you, abide with you forever, and seal you up to eternal life. That was Joseph Smith. Verse 19, Yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more, but ye see me. Because I live, ye shall live also. At that day ye shall know that I am in my Father, and ye in me, and I in you. He that hath my commandments, and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me, and he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him, and will manifest myself to him. Judas saith unto him, not Iscariot, Judas Thaddeus, otherwise known as Labius, Lord, how is it that thou wilt manifest thyself unto us, and not unto the world? Joseph Smith said, there is two comforters spoken of in the whole, spoken of, wait a minute, there is two comforters spoken of, the Holy Ghost, the same as, as given on the day of Pentecost, and that all saints receive after faith, repentance, and baptism. The other comforter spoken of is a subject of greater interest and perhaps understood by few of this generation. After a person hath faith in Christ, repents of his sins, and is baptized for the remission of his sins, and received the Holy Ghost by the laying on of hands, which is the first comforter, then let him continue to humble himself before God, hungering and thirsting after righteousness, and living by every word of God, and the Lord will soon say unto him, Son, thou shalt be exalted. When the Lord has thoroughly proved him, and finds that the man is determined to serve him at all hazards, then the man will find his calling and election made sure that it will be with his that will be his privilege to receive the other comforter, meaning the second comforter, which the Lord hath promised the saints, as is recorded in the testimony of John that I just read. I, and I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it, receiveth, it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you, and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless, I will come to you, he that hath my commandments, and keepeth them. He it is that loveth me, and he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him, and will manifest myself to him. If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him, and will come unto him, and make our abode with him. Now what is this other comforter? It is no more or less than the Lord Jesus Christ himself, and this is the sum and substance of the whole matter, that when any man obtains this last comforter, he will have the personage of Jesus Christ to attend him, or appear unto him from time to time, and even he will manifest the Father unto him, and they will take up their abode with him, and the visions of the heavens will be opened unto him, and the Lord will touch him face to face, or will teach him face to face, and he may have a perfect knowledge of the mysteries of the kingdom of God, and this is the state and place the ancient saints arrived at when they had such glorious visions. Isaiah, Ezekiel, John upon the Isle of Patmos, St. Paul in the third heaven, and all the saints who held communion with the, with the general assembly and church of the firstborn. Again, that was all by Joseph Smith. Verse 23, Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him, and we, we will come unto him and make our abode with him. Based on love, born of obedience, Jesus promises the saints that they can have here and now in this life the following. One, the gift and constant companionship of the Holy Ghost, the comfort and peace, which it is the function of that Holy Spirit to bestow. The revelation and the sanctifying power, which alone will prepare men for the companionship of gods and angels hereafter. Two, personal visitations from the second comforter, the Lord Jesus Christ himself, the resurrected and perfected being who dwells with his Father in the mansions on high. And three, God the Father shall visit 
the man in person, take up his abode with him, as it were, and reveal to him all the hidden mysteries of his kingdom. Now what is this other comforter? It is no more nor less than the Lord Jesus Christ himself. And this is the sum and substance of the whole matter, that when any man obtains the last comforter, he will, come, he will have the personage of Jesus Christ to attend him or appear unto him from time to time. Alrighty, verse 24, He that loveth me not keepeth not my sayings, and the word which he hear, which ye hear is not mine, but, he, but the Father's which sent me. These things have I spoken unto you, being yet present with you. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things, and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid." So with the life of the true disciple, though the evils of the world and even our own saintly trials rage around us, if we keep the Savior at the center of our lives, we can feel perfectly ser perfect serenity, his kind of peace immediately around us. Peace is not freedom from conflict, being trouble-free, but a calm assurance of our good standing before God. That was, by, that was in verse by verse. Uh, verse 28, and ye, and ye heard now... Oh, ye have heard now how I said unto you, I go away and come again unto you. If ye loved me, ye would rejoice, because I said, I go unto the Father, for my Father is greater than I. And now I have told you before it come to pass, that when it shall come to, or when it come to pass, ye might believe. Hereafter I will not talk, mu talk much with you, for the prince of darkness, who is of this world, cometh, but hath no power over me, but he hath power over you. And I tell you these things, that ye may know that I love the Father, and as the Father gave me commandment, even so I do. Arise, let us go hence. Jesus prepares to go to the Mount of Olives, but they are probably standing around while he gives the discourse on the true vine. Or he may have given this next discussion on the way to the garden. So anyway, we'll talk about that next time, and uh, we will see you next time. Thanks for being here. Bye.